0: And welcome to the What in the Youth podcast, a podcast for parents about youth. I'm your host, Brady Robinson. In this podcast, we will look at teen culture and how we shepherd them toward the gospel of Jesus in the midst of their busy lives. This podcast is intended for parents and we will be speaking plainly and honestly about a wide variety of topics and some will be mature in nature. I recommend you listen to this podcast without your team present. If you want to engage with other parents and myself on what is presented here, please like our Facebook page called What in the Youth Podcast. Now, without further ado, let's talk. Hello all. Today we are going to be taking a look at something that was mentioned in the first episode, but taking a little bit more of a deep dive into it, and that is social media. A lot of this episode is inspired by a new movie on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. If you have not yet had a chance to watch it, I recommend checking it out. Now that recommendation does come with a caveat, and that caveat is the reason I'm taking this episode to talk about this. The Social Dilemma has a lot of really good information, but it does not come from a Christian or biblical worldview. So I wanna take some time discussing some of what the film mentioned, but also how we as Christian parents can bring up our children in this social media-driven world. Let me start by saying this. I have a social media account. Actually, I have multiple. I have a Facebook, an Instagram, a Twitter, a Pinterest. I even have the app TikTok on my phone. The point of this podcast is not to convince you that social media is all bad, all evil, and has no redeemable value. Being able to keep up with various friends and family all over the country definitely has its benefits, and there are other positive components of social media. But with this technology, there is a lot of bad, and it is past time that we start to set some real boundaries and really enter into our kids' social media worlds. So let's start by discussing social media in general. In the film, The Social Dilemma, they interview former presidents and executives of many companies like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Google, Pinterest, among others. And they give this definition of what the goal of the social media companies are. Their goal is to try to figure out how much of your time they can get you to spend with them. They are designed to keep your attention. And they do this through three main avenues. The first avenue is engagement. They track, watch, record, and monitor everything that you do. And they do this so they can learn everything about you. And once they've learned everything about you, they know what ads to show you. They know what friends post to show you. They know what articles to show you to keep you clicking and to keep you scrolling. So if you follow the exact same people on Instagram as your child, the exact same people, no more, no less, you actually wouldn't always see the same post and you would see them in a different order. The ones you did see that were the same. They do this because they've learned you so well, they know which posts to prioritize to keep you scrolling. The second avenue is growth. They want you to come back more and more and they want you to bring your friends along. So they want to convince you to convince your friends that they need to be on this platform, whatever this platform is and third is advertising which takes the first two goals and while those two things are happening they do want to make as much money off of you as possible so they take your information they learn you so well that they then can go to other companies and say i can get this many people to click your link or to interact or to buy your product i can guarantee it because i know them i know what triggers them i know what interests them so trust me, give me this much money and I will move your product. They are designing their platforms to be addicting. They want to ding you with notifications so you will check. And once you check, they want to show you things that will keep you on, keep you scrolling. And that is because their number one concern is making you spend time with them. And because that's their number one concern, they don't have time to check if things are appropriate for your kids. They don't even have time to check if the things are true. With that being said, one of the many interesting things that you're seeing in your kids is not only their awareness, but a high level of interest in political issues in our country, from race to abortion to COVID to climate change. With their interest in these issues, social media is taking full advantage of it. And how are they doing this? Well, they aren't making sure your kids see all the correct information, they're making sure they see posts and information that will keep their attention so they will stay logged on so much longer. In the Social Dilemma, they actually give this example. They say if you Google, climate change is, The autofill feature will provide different results depending on things you've searched before and where you were located because polarizing people keeps them online. It keeps them scrolling. And I can tell you from following the students at our church, they are reading and shaping their beliefs and identity from these posts. I see posts from our kids weekly about women's reproductive rights, about climate change, about racial justice, about COVID. I see these things all the time. So what do we do? Well, let's look at two ways we can help our kids in this crazy world. First, we can limit. Having 24-7 access to whatever and whenever is not good for their mental health. Since 2011, when social media became a big deal, anxiety... Suicide and self-harm rates have been astronomical. Uh, the movie actually gives the exact numbers of these, and it is breathtaking, and it is sad how much social media has impacted the mental health of our kids. So let's talk practicals. Limiting kids' social media, heck, even limiting our own social media intake, is helpful. Proverbs 22.6, it says, train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Well, here's the thing. The world is training up the children in the way they think they should go, or the way that speaks to the kids about where they think they should go. And they do not seem to be departing from it. So here's the practical example using the last episode. I've seen kids who are not even quite teenagers yet making videos to a song like WAP. That was mentioned a few weeks ago in that last episode. Now, many of the kids making the videos have no clue what the lyrics even mean, yet they are dancing and enjoying it. They just think it's fun. What what is happening here is they are being indoctrinated over and over again to the point where they believe what they are talking about before they even know what it means. And because they spend hours having these messages poured into their minds, they are being discipled in this way. One way we can counter this onslaught is to limit. On every phone right now, you can actually limit individual app usage by minutes per, per day. Now feel free to call me and ask me how, and I can walk you through it step by step. Each phone is a little different, so I don't want to go through how to do each phone here, but I will gladly help you do this. I personally have done this for myself. And it helps me greatly not spend excessive time on social media. I'm sure I'm not alone. You pick up Facebook or Instagram or YouTube to check a few things. You click around and next thing you know, it's been an hour or an hour and a half. Limiting gives our kids accountability and allows their brains not to steep in the messages from the world. Most of what they are seeing aren't from biblical perspectives. Here's another example. I've seen multiple teens in the recent months post about women's rights in terms of abortion. They're not looking at the biblical view. They're not looking at uh, even what they truly think about it. They just know what social media is pushing on them and they are reposting it. And it's no wonder they're guided by what they're hearing on social media. They're spending hours a day with these things. They're spending hours a day with what social media is pushing on them. And they're only spending a couple hours a week with church or youth group or their Bibles. And so there is this disproportionate amount of time they're spending with one or the other. Limiting this will reduce their steeping in the world's messages and flip that, that uh, scale a little bit of hours and hours a day on social media and a couple hours a week with the Bible. The second thing we can do is something I will wrap up in one word, discernment. Are you actively talking about what your kids are seeing on their feeds? To do this, I want to encourage you to check their social medias regularly, even if they are upper-class high schoolers. Download and check TikTok yourself to see the trends, follow their Instagram accounts, follow their quote unquote spam Instagram, accounts. Since many of our kids actually have more than one account and then have discussions with your teenagers about what they're seeing, about what they're posting, ask them why they posted that and really dive into helping them interact in a positive and in a Christ honoring way. The world is all in their business and force-feeding them any number of things, and we need to be just as diligent, if not more so, to lessen the influence of the ideas that they are exposed to. Sometimes our kids are gonna disagree about various political and cultural ideals we have. That's okay. We need to teach them, one, what the Bible says about any number of hot topics on our day of our day, like justice or race, abortion or life, who has authority over their life, LGBTQ, sex, identity, even uh, climate change, and how we're supposed to take care of the world as Christians. We also need to teach them how to have civil and gracious conversations with people they disagree with. And if if you've checked social media in the last five minutes, you know they are not learning that skill there. Uh, a while ago, there's this soccer player for the women's national team. Her name's Megan Rapino. She's a phenomenal athlete, one of the best soccer players in the world. And I've seen her. She's very outspoken in her political views. And I've seen her scream and yell about people who are wrong and people who are unloving and not tolerant of the right things. And I, I've seen her just truly have these outrageous and uh, passionate views where she truly attacks people and goes after people. Then I saw her once on a podium and she says, we need to talk less and love more and listen more and be kinder to people. What she actually is saying is really interesting because we witness her not being those things. What she actually means is, I want you to listen to me more. We should be kind to each other more as long as we have the right and same views. What social media polarization is teaching our kids is to only have civil conversations with people who believe exactly like you. May we teach our kids the Christ-like way to love those who do not agree with us. Let me finish by saying this, I'm here for you. If you have no idea where to begin this conversation, feel free to reach out to me and check our Facebook page. What in the youth podcast. I will help you practice these conversations. We can pray through how to begin doing this. I'm here for you and I'm here for your family. I will be praying for you. So let me pray to finish our time together and take this before the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for who you are. Thank you for the gift of social media. Lord, we repent of spending too much time on it. We repent of not using it correctly. Lord, give us grace to have tough conversations. Give us grace to interact with these things in the way that Christ would. May we shine your glory and your light with everyone that we come across with on any social media platform. We love you, Lord. We thank you for all your gifts. And above all, we thank you for the cross. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, all. See you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of What in the Youth Podcast. Remember, if you have any questions or would like to interact with other parents, you can visit us on our Facebook page called What in the Youth Podcast. See you next time.